Hey folks, this is Ryan. Today's podcast is going to feel a little different because I actually did it as part of a live stream the other day. And I'm trying this a little more. Shane and I talked about this last week that, you know, we're, we're kind of changing the format a little bit. I'm going to take the lead with a lot of the podcasts. And I, I just, I want to do some more interactive things if I can. I want to utilize the Facebook group more. And so I'm going to be doing some live streams that when it, it feels right, are going to turn into podcasts. And so that's what I was trying with this. So it's going to sound a little different as, a, you know, people start to interact more and more. There's going to be more of that kind of feeling to it. They didn't much with this one because, you know, it was just kind of impromptu. But, you know, it feels a little more organic. That is that the nice way to put it? Or, you know, organic rather than as polished as Shane and I usually are, even though we never are. That's why. But I, I like that. I, I like combining the streaming and the podcast episodes at least some of the time. So that's why this one can feel different. All right. So that's where we are. So let's go ahead and get ready for all things travel. Hello and welcome to all things travel. Budgeting for a vacation can be challenging. There's the cost of the final itinerary, and then there's all the extras that aren't always accounted for. So today I'll talk about how to truly understand the cost of that next vacation. Hey everybody, this is Ryan. I know it's kind of weird for me to be popping into your your Facebook feed on a, what's this, Monday? Monday, on a Monday evening. But, you know, I wanted to try some different things. And essentially what I'm doing today is I am recording a podcast for All Things Travel. And I wanted to go ahead and record it via stream just to see how that works. I know that people won't necessarily be prepared for that. So I'm not expecting a lot of comments or maybe even any comments today, but uh, but we'll see how it works. And uh, you know, it's something that I want to keep doing as you're going to hear on Wednesday's show that some things are changing with all things travel. So we will see how that plays out with doing some more things like this. So yeah, so I am ready to go. I've got this streaming on both all things travel, the Facebook group, and I've also got it streaming on Disney Travel Dad. So if you want to leave a comment or be part of the conversation, I'm excited for that to happen. One of the things, if you have never done this before, you need to go to StreamYard.com backslash Facebook, and you basically give them permission to see who you are on Facebook. And then when you make comments, I'll be able to see who that is. So let's go ahead and let's get started. So today's topic is all about get there. Sorry. Today's topic is all about understanding the true cost of the vacation. So one of our good friends from All Things Travel and one of my fellow Creating Magic Vacation travel advisors, Rick. How you doing, Rick? I, I was just driving through your state of Pennsylvania last week and up down all around the hills. So it was great to great to be there and see that. Essentially, what he wanted to know was What's the true cost of a vacation? So when you're talking to a family about how much a vacation costs, there's kind of the, the sticker cost, and then there's the not hidden. It's not hidden, but some of the other costs that you may not think about. And so I kind of took that idea and I ran with it. And I, 
I thought about, you know, what are some of the things that are in a vacation cost that you might not think of when you initially think of the cost of the vacation? So you've got that, you know, price online, that price that your travel advisor books for you. That may be the airfare, it may be the accommodations, it may be the theme park tickets, but there's going to be other stuff. There's things that you're not accounting for at that time. So let's talk through some of those and and think about that when it comes to the true cost of a vacation. Again, this comes from our, our friend Rick. So the first and most obvious one is tipping. And this is the one that I get asked about all the time. What should I do about tipping? There are some resorts, some types of vacations where the tipping is already part of the fee, but those are few and far between, quite honestly. Here's where I come down on tipping. I've got several things that I will tip for, and I have several things where, quite honestly, and, and maybe this is just my upbringing, where I'm like, if, if you're just doing your job, then you know, does that, does that warrant a, a tip? I'm not sure. Hey, how you doing, Rob? Good to see you. I appreciate the, the comment on the background there. So let's break down some of this tipping. It's very subjective, but here are a couple of things that I always say should be part of the tipping. If somebody's touching your bag, so if a porter is taking your bag up to the room or if you have somebody helping you pick up bags and you know taking them to, to the room or down to the desk or something like that, I really think that you need to pay them, especially if you have a lot of stuff. You know what? When I travel with my family of four and we have backpacks and suitcases and maybe a cooler if we're staying there a long time, you know, we really need to tip well. I would say two to five dollars per bag. Two dollars per bag is pretty standard. If they go out of their way, you know, they take them to a separate bedroom or they set things up for you, maybe a little bit more. Housekeeping, I tend to say about five dollars a day. And I would I would do this one of two ways. If you know that you have multiple housekeepers coming in throughout your stay, then I would tip every day to make sure that those folks get the tip. If you have the same person every day, to be honest, I would just wait till the end. It's it's up to you, completely up to you. If you have a concierge help you with a dinner reservation or arranging a car service or something like that, you should tip for that, you know, and that's at your discretion based on the level of service that they provide. Room service, I would say several dollars per delivery. You're going to have a delivery charge on top of that. So that's kind of up to you if you want to get that actual server. You're never quite sure where those automatic tips go. So if, if you want to tip the person directly, that that might be a good idea to make sure that they get the money. And then lastly, your your driver should be you know 10 to 15% of the overall drive. Oftentimes that's accomplished through the app if you're doing something like that. And then your tour provider, make sure you know if your tour provider is getting tipped as part of this or if you need to provide that at the end. Again, great service deserves a tip. Regular service, that's completely up to you. So speaking of a a little drink of my wine here, the second one is food and drinks. Obviously, very, very subjective. So it's hard to nail down costs. I do try to help folks. Think of costs when it comes to food and beverage, but it's really going to be up to them. How much are you eating? How much are you drinking? I would say the way to get that real cost or, or the the best estimate is if you're planning a special meal, plan that out ahead of time. So if you know, hey, we're going to have a special birthday meal, we're going to have a special anniversary meal, or we really want to try that restaurant in the city, plan for that separately above and beyond your food costs so that you're not surprised there. Are you taking a food tour? 
That's a good way to be more economical when it comes to checking out a city. My family, a couple of years ago, when we were in New York City, did a food tour at Chelsea Market. It was absolutely fabulous. I've taken food tours in Rome, taken food tours in Athens. It's a really a good way to help you understand where you're, where you're at. And it also doesn't break the bank as far as having to try everything, if you will. You get a little sample of stuff. Now, it's very easy to forget the checkout costs when it comes to food and drink. So if you're continually racking things up on your room key or your stateroom, be very careful with that. Check that balance often. And then think about how you want to pay for that. Sometimes people want it on their room because they want to you know, rack up the miles or the, the points on their credit card. So if, they ha- if they're staying in a Marriott property and they have a Marriott credit card or, or something like that, that's a good way to do it. If not, I would suggest, you know, really thinking about how you want to pay for that and quite possibly using a gift card or just paying in cash if, and today's not necessarily, you know, it's, it's changed a little bit. A lot of places are cashless. So really think about how you want to do that to keep those checkout food costs and drinks, if you will, you know, the, the seven Mai Tais that you had at the pool over the course of the week, I mean, day you know, can can add up. The third way to think about a trip cost, the, the actual trip cost, and, you know, if you've listened to All Things Travel, if you see my post on Disney Travel Dad, you know that Shane and I, you know that I are big on travel protection. I have a, I have an annual pan, plan for travel protection that's really important to have. And I would suggest, especially if you have a trip that has multiple facets, flights, cruise, hotel, tours, you really want to cover that. When you think about travel protection, it really depends on what you're doing, but you can, you can safely plan out, you know, 10% of your vacation costs would be the overall travel protection. And, you know, sometimes you use it, sometimes you don't. And, you know, but is 10% of the overall cost worth it to get your money back? It probably is in most cases. Here's one that people actually ask me about a lot. It's transfers or transportation. I need to get from the airport to the resort. I need to get to the resort to the dock for our excursion. I need to get from this place to the restaurant, you know, that kind of things. And really, you know, how much it's going to cost depends on the destination. I would suggest not using public transportation in one case from the airport to the hotel. Why? I've done this. I've tried to save money. And what happens? I'm on a public bus or I'm on a subway and I've got a huge suitcase with a backpack and I've got all this stuff and I'm trying to get, and I'm getting crammed in during, you know, people coming home from work. It's really kind of of a disaster. So if I'm coming to or from the airport where I'm going to have my bags, I'm going to use private transportation. Other than that, public transportation, to be honest, is is usually pretty good, especially if it's a subway. I like using subways in cities when I don't want to walk. I find I, there's never been, I've been in subways all over the world, and I can't say there's ever been any where I'm just like, no, I don't want to use this. Maybe, maybe Miami. I wasn't a fan of their elevated subway. So, you know, t- check that out. You know, if you have a big group, private transportation, schedule ahead of time is the way to go. Don't try to cram 10 people into several Ubers. It's really kind of a mess. Often, especially if you have a larger group, the price difference between a private transfer 
for your entire group and shared transfer is not that much. So I would always go for a private transfer. That way you kind of rule the, rule the plan there. And if you want to know the budget ahead of time, plan it out. Don't wait till you get your bags and go to the curbside. That's where you're really going to get taken advantage of when it comes to the cost there. The fifth thing to think about when knowing the true cost of a vacation is the excursions and the tours. What do you want to do? You want to sit at the pool and the beach the whole time? Then this really isn't something you have to pay attention to. Do you want to get out and see the city? Do you want to swim in a cenote? Do you want to go snorkeling? Do you want to do a, a boat tour or a catamaran tour? Well, then you need to think about that ahead of time. Again, reserving some of that stuff ahead of time really can not only help with the cost, but it can actually help with the stress. So for instance, this next weekend, I'm meeting up with some of my college roommates and we're going to go down to Louisville and do some bourbon tasting. And so one day we have a, a bourbon tour set up where we have a private tour. The guy comes and picks us up at the hotel, takes us to several distilleries, and then, and then we get to, we know what's happening. We get to taste. The next day, I just kind of gave the guys a list. Hey, here are things that we could do, but we need reservations for all of this. So if you if you think about, you know, is there a difference between planning it out ahead of time or at the door? Those things become really important. One, we could lose the opportunity to do it. But two, depending on the place, we could actually pay more depending on on their policy. Number six is super subjective, but it's an important thing to going into it. If you are planning to do some big shopping, Plan that out ahead of time. Don't wait till you get there and get all excited about buying things. If you weren't planning to do that ahead of time, you're going to blow your budget very, very quickly. So do you have a must-have item? And I would, con I would constitute a must-have item as uh, really something that you can only get there. You know, you can get a t-shirt pretty much anywhere. You can get a model of the Coliseum anywhere in basically Italy, but definitely anywhere in Rome, including the airport. So don't waste your time and your money when you're right there. But if there's something that's really important, if there's something that's super special, make sure that you get it and, and think about that ahead of time. So for instance, when my family was in Rome this last summer, yes, we saw those Coliseum things and the t-shirts and everything everywhere. But what we didn't see everywhere was the farm that we went to for lunch where we got the farm tour and we had lunch there in Tuscany, that was really special. So we made sure to buy the olive oil from there. We bought some wine from there. We bought some, some honey from there because that came from that place. And boy, I tell you, I don't really care about the generic Italy things I got. I really care that we spent some money there. So make sure that you have some, when you're thinking of shopping, what are those must have items? that you're only going to find in that one spot. Anything else, you know, if you want a t-shirt from Italy, absolutely get one, but just know that you're not going to have to necessarily budget for that ahead of time. All right. And here is the last one. Number seven, make sure that you have contingency money. Okay. Do not use all your money or not have money in case something happens. So for instance, have both money on your card. So be careful if you're using just a debit card because there's some financial implications for that. So have a credit card or have a gift card, like a Visa gift card. You have to use a debit card 
for your for your overall spending. Have like a Visa gift card that's just for emergencies and also have cash for emergencies. You are one credit card machine or one, you know, fritz of the electronics to not being able to pay for stuff. Make sure that you have some cash. And this is con- contingency money. This isn't fun money. So have some of that packed away. Have it put away in case something happens. If you don't use it on this trip, then you're going to use it on the next trip. So really going back to the topic for today, and this was, again, this came from Rick. And Rick, we really appreciate this. And folks who have other ideas for some live streams or some podcast ideas, I'm going to put out a, a feeler on our Facebook group. So make sure you answer that. And you just may see your your answer being talked about. And also, I really want to bring more people into these live streams. So maybe if you're the person that asks the question, you may pop in and, and be part of the conversation. That'd be really cool, too. So as we wrap up with this topic, what's the top travel tip when factoring in the cost of a vacation? And I would say for me, the top travel tip that I have for this, when you're thinking about the grand scan- scale of a vacation, plan early and save. Save for the trip over time so that you can think about these seven different areas. And again, it's tipping, food and drinks, travel protection, transfers, excursions and tours, shopping and contingency money, and take the time to save for all of those things and really map out what you're going to need And as you save, you know, that's taken care of. So you can either, you know, delegate money to other categories, or you can say, I know I need this much money. And once I've got that, I'm done and I'm good. It's going to take the stress away. It's going to take your anxiousness about the money away. And it's going to allow you to take the time to relax and enjoy your trip because you know, everything is planned for, and you're not going to be surprised. You're not going to have sticker shock. Well, you may have a little sticker shock, but not as much as you would if you, you know, were just kind of throwing money around and not really think about it. All right, folks, that is my live stream. That's my podcast for today. So understanding the true cost of a vacation. Thank you so much, Rick, for asking this question. I look forward to answering more questions and interacting with you in future episodes, folks. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.